One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. About six weeks have gone by since I visited Rosie May in our wonderful, wonderful garden in the shadow of the historic Hill of Slane. And I have to say, I nearly cried coming in the gates. Where are my snowdrops? No snowdrops. Well, they're still here. Look, see all the greenery? Yes. Because that's a gardening tip number, whatever, 545. Um, Don't cut back the foliage. Let the foliage die back naturally, which is hard because, see, it does look a little bit scrappy. But some of the other foliage is actually from bluebells and then even the daffodils, their little tete-a-tetes, which are almost going over already. But um, there is one little snowdrop just over here. I'll just show it to you. It's actually a... <laughs> I've spotted it. Did you do this in purpose? Did, did you keep this for me? I did. I did. I did. I said he'll be here and he'll be moaning that there's no snowdrops. So this one is actually, uh, I'd never even heard of it. And when I saw it in the garden centre, I didn't think it was a snowdrop because the bulb is huge, but it's called polar bear. They say that the flowers will point up like that. Yes. Now it's not quite doing it yet, but at least it flowered for you. Yes. So that's a start. <laughs> ah, isn't that great? Now look, daffodils, let's walk this way because you still have lots of daffs in bloom here. And as you said, some of them are on the wane. I want to ask you this, Rosie. When I was growing up, perhaps yes. when you were too, daffodils in my book were later in the season, whereas now, like we're late March and they're nearly on the turn. Why yeah. is that? Well, I think when I was growing up, all we had were the huge giant Um, you know two foot tall yellow daffodils Um, whereas now the variety everything in gardening has literally just exploded Um, you know from every all of the the things we import all the bulbs and the availability online you can order directly from Holland you know you can get them in garden centres and there are thousands literally thousands of varieties of daffodils Um, and in fact the latest one I plant here is called the pheasant's eye daffodil Narcissus poeticus which I think is a lovely name that's actually not quite in bloom I was encouraging it last week when I knew you were coming Um, it's not quite out yet but it's it's coming and that will bloom all the way into May so so what you have is now a greater variety more choice that start to bloom earlier in the year and extend the season longer Absolutely. I do love the little miniature ones. You know, if you were into collecting daffodils, mine wouldn't probably, you know, count for much. But I love, there's a white one that's just coming out there that's called Thalia. And I love that. I think that's very elegant. And as we walk up the path, I'll show you another lovely, highly scented uh, one that has double blooms, maybe sometimes uh, triple blooms just on the one stem. It's called Bridal Crown. So we'll take a little Let's walk walk on. Now, as we walk... Folks, you may hear in the background, we are competing today with some other creatures. 
and they're high up over our heads in the trees. And I remember you telling me last time we were here that they'd start building around the 1st of March and it would be a completely different scenario when yeah. I come back next time. Six weeks on, look up in the sky, look <laughs> at the nests everywhere and they're going balubas. And isn't it mental? The, we, we counted them, I think it was last year, and there were about 80 nests. And that's fine. It just means that I go around with a huge wheelbarrow maybe twice or three times on that lawn to pick up all the, the sticks that they reject say but they're so fascinating they'll you know they'll fly into a tree in one direction and then one day I saw one and he was kind of wheeling around and he flew kind of in a different direction and then he kind of went down and landed on branches it was because of the shape of the stick he couldn't go in mm-hmm. the same angle so he you know changed his flight plan if you like <laughs> they're marvellous they're the most intelligent yeah. creatures they the crow are. family and I see them there there's some of them adding to the yeah. nest as we speak and yeah. some of them well advanced God you won't be short company here ever will you I won't and listen that comes with a warning now I'm glad you have your hat on just in case <laughs> I have indeed now what's this beautiful shrub here I'm looking at with a lovely white bloom that is a gorgeous magnolia stellata and in fact I'll show you another one up there uh, Leonard Messel but this one I planted about 15 years ago and I'm delighted I did it's just literally starting to open up and you can see it's covered in these lovely little kind of furry uh, buds Mm. and they open into these gorgeous like white starry um, flowers and it really is a beauty and the reason I like this there's tons of magnolias again but if you don't have acid soil now mine is neutral to acid but because of the huge trees it's also very dry in this garden so this one doesn't particularly like it doesn't need acid soil so it'll you can plant it in really most gardens and as is the other one you know the Leonard Messel but isn't it lovely it is absolutely beautiful so it is what's that purple splash of colour there that is a gorgeous uh, it's a biennial so it means it puts on its leaves in the first year so there's no flowers in the first year and then the second year it blooms and that's called Lunaria and this one is Corfu Blue um, there's lots of different ones. I've got a gorgeous purple one over there. You can just see the purple leaf. A lovely little shrub here as well. That what? is Prunus Kojo no Mai. Isn't that a good old mouthful? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a fabulous little shrub because it's a, a miniature cherry tree. You know the way you see big, huge cherry yes. trees and you can't see the blooms? This grows to a maximum, I think, of about you know six to eight feet and it'll take 20 years. So, oh, it's just it so delicate and it's petite lovely. and yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous, may I say. I'm actually getting a scent, I think. Am I, as I approach you these are? daffodils, let me no, let me no, lean no, down no, with on, you. Oh, they're just... fabulous. What's that variety again? That is Bridal Crown. And you can see, look, each stem that I've picked. Look, so there's three blooms. Actually, there's only two on that, but look, there's three on, on each of those. Isn't that fabulous? Oh, aren't they just gorgeous? Aren't they? Aren't they gorgeous? Really and are these bulbs available just for listeners today to pick up or would you have to go to a specialist oh, gosh, to get no. them? You, you, you'll get them. And in fact, you can buy them now in most garden centres. What they do, which I think is a lovely idea, they sell them in pots. Now, when you buy them in the pots, you'll see that the you can see the top of the bulb. So just make sure you don't plant them at that level. Do bury them much deeper doing that I suppose to save on compost or something they're just planting them on top of the soil buy them in pots or else order them in autumn yeah, yeah. great they're beautiful yeah. I'll be ordering myself next yeah. year because give me another sniff of them yep. let me here you go <laughs> oh magical magical yeah. magical I have to say yeah. they are just gorgeous they really are is this bluebells I'm seeing here? No no? no, no, no. They look like bluebells in the distance, don't they? They do. You see, I knew were moaning that there were no snowdrops, but you see, there's different colours now. <laughs> <laughs> These are actually they're muscari, and if you ever 
see photos from Holland, you know, the famous gardens of Kuchenhof, you'll see that they have this beautiful area. It's called the River of Blue. And they literally have planted a river of these in between shrubs. Now, they do seed around a bit if you don't deadhead them. So sometimes they can be curse in, say, a smaller garden. Now, I have the room, so I encourage them and allow them to do their thing. But aren't they lovely? Um, just They're for gorgeous. Bulb. Yeah, they look great in pots. And they, again, if you plant them in pots, then just plant them in the ground afterwards. And they're ahead of the bluebell, actually. These bloom earlier. They bloom much earlier, yeah. And there's different varieties. This is just the old commoner gardener. Some of them are kind of pale blue. There's pink ones. And there's a gorgeous one, Latifolium. It's over there somewhere. We'll see if we can find it. And it's kind of, it looks like it's got a little hat on it. You have a different colour. They're lovely. They're lovely. Let's walk on. Yes, we're wandering through Rosie May's beautiful garden. She's known as the Insomniac Gardener. Do check her out. And it's my second visit of the year as things move on. And isn't that the beauty of nature, the way things do move? They do. And uh, I think when you were here, the hellebores were out. And this is another kind of opportunity to see them and to show you that they are such a wonderful winter flowering plant. I mean, you were here about six weeks ago and they were they were in bloom. And look, they're still absolutely fabulous. See, the snowdrops have all gone over, but at least, you know, the hellebores are still giving colour. And then this lovely white, frothy kind of plant, that's called Pachypragma macrophilia, which is a, another big mouthful, isn't it? But anyway, I managed to get that one out. That's a bit better than the muscari. But um, again, it's a very undervalued plant. I, I don't see it um, grown mm. that often. Mm. Look, it's lovely and it's only starting to come, so it'll yes. be lovely. And it does show you that you can have a splash of colour no matter yeah. what time of the year, because it is still relatively early, you know, even though yeah. it's late March. How do you remember all those Latin names? Oh gosh, I don't. Um, <laughs> um, sometimes I, I have to rack my brains and I've kind of got a little Rolodex of of um, and sometimes the cards are missing <laughs> of the names but uh, you see there's the more of the Pachypragma oh, yeah. and you see the yellow flower you'll see this in the wild extensively won't you you certainly will in every ditch and every hedgerow in the country and um, I love it in the ditches and the hedgerow uh, I just wish it would stay there but <laughs> we can't have everything and over the years I've learned to just live with it because you, it's impossible to get rid of it it's extremely clever it spreads by seed. If you even dig it up, there's little tiny bulbils. And if one little tiny piece le- uh, is left behind, it'll grow. And then all along the stem, more little bulbs grow underneath the stem and they drop. So I've just learned to just... And it's called? It's called lesser celandine. And the great thing is it does disappear. Suddenly in June, it just melts away. So you kind of have to just take up the, the brown you know, leaves and stuff like that. But mostly it just, it just disappears. Come on, let's yeah. walk along as yeah. our friends above our heads. They get a little more agitated depending on where you are along yeah. this walk in the garden, don't they? They do, yeah. They're like, what are you doing in our territory? <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, they, we, we've learned to, to live with them. Um, you can just see the lovely colour there. I'll just point it out. See the acers are starting to, you know. Oh yes, there's leaf. a, what would you say, a vibrant orangey, reddy, yellow colour colour from them yeah that's um, a Japanese maple and that one there is Katsura and this one is Baihu but even if it didn't have leaves look at the lovely colour on the stem Mm. against the green it's a lovely bright vibrant yellow and then we've got the camellia just about to come out a lovely white camellia still hellebores looking very good and then this lovely this is pulmonaria which is a fantastic ground cover 
they actually call it a very unattractive name of Lungworth because, you know, years and years ago, they'd look at a plant and whatever it resembled in the body, they would say, oh, we'd use that as a tincture or as a cure. So the leaf re- resembles a lung. So it got the unattractive name of Lungworth or its pulmonary. It does. And again, yeah. there's a contrast in the little flower yeah. on it. It's a pink purple combination in the flower, isn't it? Yeah. And you see that it's supposed to like look a bit a bit like a lung. It is. It <laughs> is. You can see all the little dots. I can use my imagination and I don't have to because I'll tell you, it does what it says on the tin. More blue, a uh, different blue here. This is uh, Scylla. It's, isn't that really vibrant colour? Tiny lovely. bulb. But mm. doesn't that pack a punch? Oh, it really oh, does for its size. It's lovely. It really is. I have a little treat here for you. Is this the treat you've been telling me about? I have another one. Oh, right. Oh, my word. I just love this. Look at these. Look at the colour. Look at the design on those. What are they? They're snake's head fritillaria. Also, I think they're called the chess plant or the chess flower because it looks a bit like a, you know, um, a chess board. They like wetlands and they grow in wetlands. They seed around, but they're, again, from a bulb. And when they go and the seed head kind of comes, you know, and grows much, much taller. But then this area is filled with hostas. So it just takes over then. And you can see the snowdrops have died back here. But aren't they a nice replacement? They are lovely. You are the queen of succession, I have to say. (laughs) One thing follows another. Look at the daffs all growing, let me say, here and there, everywhere out in this little meadow. Yes. So a couple of years ago, meadows became very fashionable. And you can see there's wildflowers planted on every round about and you know hedge line along the country so we decided we'd do a meadow and we looked it up did it properly we impoverished the soil by removing all the grass with the digger and then we put yellow rattle seeds down and we planted lots of other you know wildflowers and as you can see look sure the grass came back just <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious after all that work so anyway what we decided to do then was I'm not calling it a wildflower meadow it's just an ornamental meadow mm. so what I've done is any of the bulbs that say you know sometimes you get them in pots or in fact I'm always finding daffodils in in pots on my parents grave and stuff like that so I just bring them home here and I put them in to the meadow and then they'll come up and you can see there's lots more of the muscari and it's full of bluebells and then later there are perennials that actually can compete with grass. We've just passed a tree there and look it's just about to burst the buds are about to burst open what's that one? That's actually a wedding cake tree and we were give it, given it for our wedding and I tell everybody's sick of hearing this story but uh, I was asked to cut the grass and I drove over that with the lawnmower and it ended up the size of my thumb and did 300 euros worth of damage to the lawnmower. But anyway, so it survived and so did the lawnmower so that's good. <laughs> but it's lovely and it'll be beautiful now when you come back hopefully in a month or two. The leaves yeah. are gorgeous, they're variegated. Uh, it's a dogwood but yeah. um, it's, it's beautiful. It's Corns. ready to burst, that's why I just mentioned it. Now hyacinths, look at them here. Yeah. Oh, aren't they beautiful? They're gorgeous and lovely smell. Very, very strong, very powerful but um, I love them outdoors and if you even pick the tiniest bunch and bring it in, um, the, smel- the smell will literally just fill the room. But you know the way you always we used to always get them at Christmas mm. my dad used to go to the market and he would come home with little pots and distribute them among the family and I still get them as gifts so when they're gone over I just cut off the flower stalk and then plant the bulbs in the ground and they come back year after year mm. they're very reliable mm. oh they're absolutely yeah. lovely yeah, yeah. now we're walking I can't wait for this you've been <laughs> telling me since I arrived you have a special treat and surprise for me today yeah. it's only when you walk around here with your rosy you see the area that you have to look after it's huge and here I haven't been down here last yeah. time we're here oh look at the head look at them 
Look at look at him away. A heron. A heron. Absolutely. Oh, not. he oh, just he took off there. <laughs> ah, well, you know, nature works in uh, peculiar ways, doesn't it? Yeah, the heron just takes off from the pond here. Oh, it's lovely. Look at this. This is a wildlife haven, isn't it? It sure is. And um, because there are no snowdrops, well, apart from those little tiny polar bear ones, I thought I'd show you this. Now, it's not a snowdrop, but it resembles a very tall snowdrop. It's called summer snowflake. Let's go pretty? over to it. Let me, let me have a look. Let me have a closer look. It's just at the edge of the pond here. Oh, it's just it's so pretty. lovely, isn't so, it? Lovely. About two feet tall. And I don't know why they call it summer snowflake, because this is still March and it's been blooming for a couple of weeks. But it's not so pretty. Ah. Little nodding bell with just tipped with green. And they actually like uh, wet soil. And so I planted a few here at the pond. And when they're happy, they'll kind of seed about. But aren't they pretty? They're gorgeous. Yeah. I take it you have a frog population here. Oh, we most certainly do. Every year, the frog spawn is laid probably mid-February, which is quite early. And if you come down at night time, I mean, the, the, the frog spawn has already um, dispersed. You know, those little tadpoles, it's full of tadpoles at the moment. So the heron was probably down for a bit of lunch. Mm. Um, but there's also newts in the pond because this is actually, we didn't make this. This is the natural overflow from the well, which would have been installed in the um, like late 1800s. And then the water, the overflow comes in here. Do you see the little hole there yes. in, the, in the stone wall? Fills this area and then goes down into what I want to show you this as well. This is the wet ditch. It got so full I had to dig a little trench to actually allow the excess water to, to go into the ditch. And we're heading down here because I wanted to show you some yellows. Um, well, actually more white daffodils. This is a new one. I just got them recently. Again, potted up in a garden centre. I thought they were lovely. Um, harking back to my younger days. They're called ABBA. <laughs> so well, you're on a winner with the name there Absolutely. and you're on a winner with the daff as well. Aren't they gorgeous? Yeah. Little vibrant orange centre to the surrounding yeah. white petals. Yeah, and they're scented as well. Mm. And you can see they're a multi-head daffodil as well. Let me have a smell. Have to, have to, have. Love the scent. Oh, totally different smell yeah. to the others. To different the others. scent. Different scent, yeah. But they're 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 still they're so lovely. And as I say, there's so many varieties. I mean, I have no idea how many varieties are there are, but thousands, literally. You also have. I just cut back there. I want to mention to listeners primroses. And I, a few years back, before they destroyed all the wild fields around me yeah. and urbanised the place, which yeah. is unbelievable. I lifted some and brought them home to oh, my good, house. Good. And you know what I've only discovered. They self-seed wonderfully. They do, absolutely. And that's, I guess, why they do. You know, you used to see them in the hedgerows and it was the same. My dad had a farm and they were building a road through it um, and there was a beautiful uh, farm access lane which was lined with primroses. So I tried to bring a few here before they bulldozed the lot out. Yeah. But here we are. This is the end of the wet ditch and that goes off, you know, down to the River Boyne eventually. But you see the yellows, if you kind of... Um, Oh yeah. Kind of oh, I see them. I see them. There. And I've seen those before in places, in yeah. damp places like yeah. this. And such a vibrant yellow colour. Yeah. What are they, Rosie? They are marsh marigolds and they're just I just love them. Every now, you know, every year I try to pull back these other things. They're flag irises and the flag irises again are native to wetlands and ditches and edges of kind of ponds and pools. Um and you can see they're they really do kind of take over so I try to 
at this time of the year when I can see them I pull out some of the flag irises just to allow the marsh marigolds to spread and do their thing and you can just see there's a few primroses in, there the, in the hedge line and then daffodils in the background so it's definitely yellow but I want to show you one other little daffodil you know when we were talking about the different varieties Yes. now these are a tiny daffodil so I didn't put them in the ground because this garden is so huge they'd get either trampled on by a dog or, or lost but aren't they so sweet they're called hoop petticoat daffodils aren't they pretty? they're amazing <laughs> never seen the likes of them before yeah. and they're kind of um, upward facing the, the flowers almost face you as opposed to kind of hanging down aren't they lovely yeah I just thought they were very very pretty and then along here just this bank we used to call this the dumping ground because everything that wasn't kind of bad enough to be dumped but um, you know not good enough to go into the main beds were <laughs> was th- thrown in here and uh, but now it's actually in danger of becoming a bed I want to show you this shrub down here if I may yeah um, here's more of the silver birch we p- planted 40 altogether mm. 30 inside the gate and then just kind of make it look more naturalised if you like we planted five there the one in the middle died sadly but luckily it was in the middle so it's very symmetrical and then these three silver birch here they're lovely this is the shrub I wanted to tell you there this one here isn't that lovely It's there are catkins on it are there yeah it's a, a contorted witch hazel um, actually they call it the nickname in Scotland I think is Harry Lauder's walking stick because there was a, a vaudeville singer um, of that name who used to go on stage and he'd cut a, a branch of it and that was his kind of signature you know look with the, the twisted hazel but it's lovely isn't it's it gorgeous. Yeah. it's gorgeous so it's gorgeous a lot of flower rangers use it I and could imagine so more hyacinths yes uh, some more kind of primroses and then we planted this weeping willow here because I don't know if you can feel it but the ground is much wetter here and to see Porrick attempted to cut the grass mm. and oh he had to abandon abandon ship literally it was just too soggy so in time we're hoping that this will you know kind of not, not dry it out but suck up a lot of that excess moisture yeah, yeah good thinking yeah. good thinking my oh my it's fabulous listen thank you again for inviting me today late March we're with Rosie May the insomniac gardener check her out we're at yeah. Muller Dillon House but again remind them where they can check you out and all you do uh, it's on Instagram uh, the insomniac gardener uh, and Facebook of the same name and then I have a blog when I want to hold forth a little more <laughs> I'll see you in a while you will because you have to come back now for the tulips some tulip to see the lovely <laughs> tulips thank you so much again you're very welcome if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. 
Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 